don't know. Hey guys. It's just a fight. Hey, what's going on guys? Here at the Swamp. Get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to the Rule Number One podcast on Monday. And we are back. Partner, this is a cool episode. I'm really excited about this one. You set it up right here. <laughs> I know, man. I'm super excited Um, be able to have these people on. We've had a couple different country music singers and yep. artists, cover band people, and I love whenever I get to talk about the music industry because it is a blast. It's Absolutely. one of our favorite things. Um, So without further ado, we have Eli and Anna <laughs> Mosley on tonight. Hey, hey, how are we? Welcome in, guys. How's it going, guys? We're great. Good. We're great. That's a big name. I'm excited. Who's <laughs> 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 Yeah, we've had a uh, we've been able to actually. We saw you. It was in Lake Wales, um, and I'm still here. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it was in uh, it was in Lake Wales. The um, what is it? The barbecue event, the, the Sunshine KT Foundation thing. Yeah, the oh one? yeah, the yeah. Sunshine uh, Sunshine and Barbecue or yeah, 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 yeah. something along it was those freezing lines. cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. So we actually did a show earlier that day at the event on the really? stage. Yeah. Okay, Didn't and know so that. we went on, and then um, we saw that you were playing, and I was like, oh, that's you know Anna's husband and Anna and them, and I was like, I'll have to stick around and see. So we actually did see you play. Yes, we was, did. Uh, oh, it was yeah. a blast. <laughs> Awesome. You killed it. But it's a good deal. Um, but yeah, so we ask every episode, what is y'all's number one rule to live by? Eli, if you want to go first. Go first. Sure, sure. Um, so I didn't know this question was going to be asked until uh, like 24 hours ago. Anna goes, <laughs> Anna goes, hey, you got to answer this question. I was like, oh, well, thanks. No pressure. Uh, so um, I was thinking about that. And, you know, I, I'm going to say live for something other than yourself. Okay. I love it. Whether that's for Christ, whether that's for your your family, whether that's for your country, whether that's for your neighbors. If you look, the people that are the most miserable in life are living for themselves. There's yeah. no purpose. Once you get whatever you're trying to get, you've got it, and then what? And and if you're living for others, there is a constant need, there's a constant um, a constant motivation. There are always people in need around you. There's always uh, somebody to help, something to make a difference with. And so, yeah, live for something other than yourself. That is my one rule, I think, that I live by that encompass, that's encompassing of everything else. That's, that's a good one because in a society that is so caught up in selfishness, like everything is about me, everything's about what I post, what I do, what I like. Nobody really cares about the person next to him nowadays. Right. Yeah. And uh, what was that? Was it the care for your neighbor? Like you care for yourself, the Bible verse. I'm not really to love your neighbor. Yeah. Yourself. There we go. Yeah. Both of y'all got it. I knew one of y'all would have it. But that's, <laughs> that's, a that's, LCS that's, education. that's so cool because you're, you're bringing that out. And not a lot of people live like that nowadays. And it's, it's refreshing to hear at least. Yeah, I mean, you see some of the happiest people on earth. Like, if you ever, the stereotypical, like, old Christian lady, like, and they're like, oh, you know, how can I pray for you? Or how can I do something for you? They're just genuinely the happiest people in the world. They are, are. absolutely. (laughs) Like, I feel like if you're genuinely out there wanting to do something for somebody else, like, you're not necessarily worried about yourself. And I feel like that's just the ultimate, like, dopamine levels you can do. Like, giving somebody a helping hand. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and and you know you think about people that even even if they aren't Christians, if they're if they're just you know they they have music that they're making to help other people, yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, 
it, it just applies in so many different levels. Any walk of life, whether whether you're a police officer or you're in the military or you're a musician or you're you know a farmer growing food to feed people. I mean, there's there's tons and tons and tons of opportunities to help other people. And I just you know you look around and, and somebody's asking me, why are people so miserable in cities? And it's because of what we're talking about here. Yeah, you know, everybody's living for themselves. And and I mean that's a that's a gross overstatement i'm sure big stereotype there but you yeah. you walk around and people are just not Beeping happy the horn yeah. Every corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's me 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 and then you go to places where people are genuinely outpouring of love for others and it's just amazing to watch absolutely and those are my favorite people to be around yeah because like, i'm they always wondering the what synergy. they can do for me no yeah <laughs> 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 me 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 yeah. i love it that's what? a uh no, go ahead. I wanted to get Anna's number one rule to live by, too. Yeah. Oh. We, we got to get Anna's. Yeah. Too. We got to get Anna's. Well, I'll mess it up. Um, <laughs> that's a tough one to follow. It is. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it actually just on the drive over. Um, <laughs> um, it's hard. Yeah, it's a tough question. <laughs> honestly, at, at this point in my life, it's to just keep moving forward. Nice. Like yeah. no matter the roadblocks, no matter the hurdles, no matter like what goes on, just keep progressing mm-hmm. forward. Don't look back cuz you can't change what's in the back in the past. Yeah. So just keep moving forward. Yeah, actually, I, uh, this week, um I was talking to my mom and I had a, I mean, it's been a tough week. It's been hot as crap. We were building like mm-hmm. yeah, quarter mile of fence, this and that, doing all different kinds of stuff and I called my mom and was like, "Man, I am having a tough week." And she was like, <laughs> "Nate, you know how you handle it?" And I said, "What?" She goes, you know how you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. He goes, you take little checkpoints and just keep on moving there. You can't just slow down. You can't give up. You just take one bite at a time, and that's how you're going to eat that whole elephant. I like that you said don't look back either because, like, the things that you do in your past are what make you. The mistakes Mm -hmm. that you do, the successes you have, Mm -hmm. whatever that's in your past is who you are today because Mm -hmm. of those things. I really like that rule. I like both of their rules. (laughs) That was a good start. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. We, uh, I, you know, I want to know a little bit about how this whole thing got together. Um, first, let, let's let's bring it in because yeah. this is our first time having a you know four mics on um, and being able to get a little bit of a couple story. So I want to know how did y'all meet? Yeah. Oh boy, that's all you, babe. Here we go. She's been telling this story recently, and I go. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. We'll go with that one. A little bit exaggerated oh, here yeah. and there. Yeah. Um. Well, oh boy. <laughs> so, I mean, we met um we met at church. Okay. Good place. Um we met we'll like try. playing music together and um actually like um when I was in high school, I was in his band. Oh, really? really? Yeah. I so so like we went to LCS together. So like when I was at LCS, I didn't do sports. I didn't do like anything because every single weekend like i was out on the road with his band you know we were in like north carolina we were in mostly like the carolina yeah we were mostly southeast at that point we hadn't really explored out into the western u.s at that point yeah but um yeah it was really cool um he was teaching me a lot of stuff about like the music industry um because that's what he went to school for and everything i'm sure he'll get into that later but um so yeah, we met playing music together, and then um, I think I was like nineteen. It was like twenty nineteen, 
Yeah, it had to have been. It was like 2019. Well, you're telling the story. I can't we remember started, this part. <laughs> <laughs> we started dating because we've known each other for like 10 years or so at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, we had worked together. We knew each other. So we started dating. And then in 2020, we got married. Shut the world down, actually. Yeah, yeah, y'all did. <laughs> yeah. We got married on March seventh, and on our honeymoon, they started shutting airports down. And we that were was, in Vegas. That was oh a lot. Gosh, of nuts. That, that <laughs> was a lot. Stuck of, out there? Yeah. Do what? Y'all get stuck out there? No, no. Oh. But we were, we were. Ch- so our flight was the next morning, and we had we went down. We flew down to or flew out to Vegas, and then did national park kind of a tour out there of the national parks. And when we came back from our honeymoon, we were. Um, at the, the that night we were at the Venetian, and as we're and we kind of heard rumors of something happening, and people were like, "Grab toilet paper." Not knowing what the <laughs> so every hotel we were at on our on our honeymoon, I'm like grabbing the extra roll of toilet paper and throwing yeah. my duffel bag. So so my suitcase had like a bottom layer of toilet paper and no souvenirs. <laughs> and uh, so we anyway, but we're at the Venetian the last night before our flight heads out in the morning, and. Like we're walking through the Venetian, and the security guards are walking along, handing notice of closure statements out to all the businesses. They're like, "Sell what you've got, get rid of all the food you've got, send your employees home. You're you're shut down for at least two weeks." And so they were closing down. And then the next morning, when we're headed to the airport, all these people are being literally escorted out of the hotels by security, and they're just like, "We don't care where you go, but you can't stay here." And they're just shutting the casinos down and every, everything down. It was crazy. So, That's, yeah. That is nuts. I, that was a crazy time, man. Because, like, now that you mentioned that, I was, like, living life pretty, I say normally, like, I was going out, doing everything. Even when, like, you started to hear about the COVID bug and what it was and how, I guess, serious, yeah. your quotes around it, it was at the mm-hmm. time. Man, I was going to a Co-Wetzel concert, believe it or not, the, <laughs> the day before the shutdown happened. Wow. I had, it was at Janice Live, and I remember strictly calling them like, hey, is this still going on? Like, nobody's got COVID in Florida yet. Like, I, wow. I got to see my man Co play. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just so weird how quick that happened, man. Like, happened like that. Everybody yep. was at home. Nobody was working. It just, the world stopped. It literally yep. stopped over well, now something that's not too serious, something like the common cold. Right. Oh, man, that was such a crazy time. Yeah, some people would disagree with you, Brian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get the COVID uh, disclaimer info thing at the bottom of the episode. <laughs> we'll try to stay away from yeah. politics. Yeah. It's, it's, a touchy, it's a touchy subject. Well, we had, we had the crazy thing is I had a audition with a like a showcase in Nashville with a record label scheduled for March 19th. Oh my gosh. And I get a call on the 16th and they're like, Hey, so the venue we were going to go to just shut down. So can you find another venue? And I made some calls around. I couldn't find anything and they And I was like, well, Hey, what if we do? And I came up with some, I can't remember what the solution was, but I had some solution. And then they were like, yeah, so our office just shut down and we're indefinitely closed and we'll let you know when that happens. I have never heard back from them. Oh my gosh. So we were, we were supposed to have that May It was one of the major record labels. Uh, you know, one of those labels that signs stadium acts and stuff yeah. like that. And it was yeah. just like, Oh my goodness gracious. Looking back, I'm really glad that happened that way. But, uh, but at the time it was absolutely devastating. As an artist, how did you handle that time period? Because I know like a lot of artists, 
went into, I don't want to call it hiding, but they went into like the, you know, their safe place and they wrote. A lot of people wrote, a lot of people, you know, made up new songs. What did you do to kind of pass the time during that? Well, you know, we didn't have the luxury of being on a record label um, salary or Mm -hmm. anything like that. So I had to figure out some way of working. And well, for one is uh, the first two weeks, it was funny because I got an abnormally high amount of requests to do radio interviews. Okay. And and this kind of goes back to the beginning of how we got into this whole thing, but we've had a largely successful radio presence on what I'm going to call small to mid-level radio stations. Mm-hmm. So, like WWOJ in uh, Sebring. Sebring, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are great supporters. They play my music frequently. Um, WAUC in Wachula, they play my music frequently. 97 Country never has. Okay. So That's is what it, I've heard. Yeah. I, I, yeah. 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 And we, there, there's a whole lot that goes along with that. Uh, and I'm great friends with the people. I worked at that station for years. Yeah. So I'm great friends with them, but they, but there's just this, this thing about it. But anyway, so I did a lot of, a lot of interviews and I remember particularly there's one out of, uh, the St. Augustine Daytona area. And, uh, I was, I was talking to them and I remember them asking, well, how are you handling this? And I said, well, you know, currently, cause I wasn't expecting the phone call and they're like, Hey, you're on the air. Let's do an interview. <laughs> okay, great. Let's <laughs> go. And they said, what are you doing right now? I said, I'm waxing the van and greasing wheel hubs. Like, I was just like, we're going to be down for two weeks. This is great. We have maintenance time. This will yeah. be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then we're going to hit the road in two weeks. We lost a couple shows and let's get out there and do it again. But uh, as time went on, we had two ways of approaching it. One f- was from the survival side, and that was I started working for a family friend of ours who owns a, a ranch here in Polk County. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started working as a ranch hand and then slowly took over to the, being the foreman over the course of the last couple of years. And, um, but the other one was we found out that this whole con- the whole entire country was not playing the whole COVID game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the the uh, commercial from the governor of South Dakota where she's talking about social distancing. Did you ever I see that? I have not. I have oh, not. oh, it's amazing. And she she's out at a clay shooting range. I and, think I have actually yeah. now. And she yeah, goes, yeah, and this yeah. is how we social distance and blows the clay out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, yes. And and so they had they had shows still going on in South. Dakota. They were wide open. Yeah, Wyoming except for Jackson was wide open. Huh. And uh, so we just wound up touring out there. And that's kind of how we got our foot in the door in these places we always wanted to get into the door of. Yeah. I know. You were telling me about the, what was the place that you were talking to us about earlier before the show? That the you saw country the, thunder out there? The, no, the, he saw the sun come down. He was talking about oh, it Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, that was last year. Uh, we got to play the opening. Uh, they, they have a concert series before the rodeo okay. in uh, Cody, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And they have this big the radio stations in Wyoming, uh, they're all one big company, and they put on this, uh, what they call the night rodeo kickoff party. And it's this one big concert, and for whatever weird reason, they decided that I was a good opener or a good good headliner for this show. Kind of weird when that right? happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we Side note, we did a show a couple weeks ago, and they were like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, last year we had Shenandoah, the year before that we had Diamond Rio, and this year you're here. And I'm like... That's pretty good company. Which yeah. one of these is not like the other, <laughs> yeah. though? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't, I don't, I don't know how. Two truths and a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I'm a Polk County boy. Those are multi platinum, you know, <laughs> multi number one hit artists. Like, what are you talking about? You know. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, we went out there and we did this show, and it was 3,400 people, and I'm in a rodeo arena, and we're playing on the stage in the rodeo arena, 
And what I did not expect on that show, it was very strange. The radio station had been playing my songs, my top three or four singles, for the last three or four months, every shift. Nice. And so I start singing my first single in the set, and people are singing along. That's cool. And then... The What's second that feel one, like, uh, man? Weird. Yeah? Well, when you're not used to it, it's very strange. Okay. Because, okay, so there's this weird, this fun <laughs> thing that happens. There is, in, in a lot of shows, there is this one person, and bless her heart, I say her because it's usually a her, <laughs> who wants you to feel so supported that she will sit there and try to read your lips and mouth along the words <laughs> to the song she has never heard before. <laughs> And usually she's very good at it. And drunk yeah. as ever. And drunk as ever. <laughs> and she gets about 80% of them roughly kind of right. And so for me, I see one person. like, oh, there's my person. That's that <laughs> person of the show. Yeah. And then I look next to her and the other five people are doing it. I'm like, wow, this is a thing here. And then I look down the next section. And the next section, I'm going, oh, my gosh. No, they all do this. Dang. And then I start to realize, no, they actually know these songs. That's awesome. Oh, it's the coolest thing. So not only do you have that happening. But we're watching the sun go down over the eastern gates of Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh, man. These are the moments. And I had a, a um, steel guitar player who just gotten off the road with Aaron Tippin and Sarah, Sammy Kershaw. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the guy, um, I had him and this amazing fiddle player. And one of the songs I decided, we're doing a rodeo, so let's do a rodeo song. So we did Much Too Young by Garth Brooks. Nice. Mm-hmm. And they nailed it. Yeah. I'm talking when I say they nailed it. I mean, these people are used to playing note for note, beat for beat, like perfect. And they and I'm watching the sunset over the arena, and the color guard is warming up in the rodeo arena, riding around, and the crowd is cheering, and all of a sudden they launch into this, and I want we wound up doubling the intro because I had to like regain composure because i'm just lost at this moment yeah and every time i play that song every show it is one of those things where i will always be taken back to that moment right there that's yeah. uh, God, oh. i can't wait for our moment like that one day <laughs> one, day, one day we'll get there Brian. Right? that's so cool so anna what's what's life like on the road yeah I mean, you're, you're getting to go to some of these cool places like are you you yeah. chilling in the van what's the deal um it really it's been a hot minute, but um, she it really, <laughs> yeah, I try. Um, it really depends on like the run, because um, a lot of times, you know, we'll have the band fly out there and mm-hmm. we'll drive, oh. or sometimes we'll pick the band up in Nashville. And if it's you know in a ten hour radius of Nashville, we'll just pick them up and drive there. Mm-hmm. So that looks a little different when you have like. Five other guys on the bus, you know. So I I try and sit in the front a lot. That's nice Um, because I'm the only girl. So I'm like, oh, I call shotgun because I can. can. Yeah. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know when it's when it's when the band flies out there and it's just like the three of us. His dad books all his shows and stuff, so he goes with us and helps drive. Um, I don't know. I try and make it like pretty and <laughs> as aesthetic as I can as like homey as I can because it's like that's that's your that's your area for yeah. like the next week week and a half two weeks who knows <laughs> we but, gotta we've got to do a reel where we show the before and after because oh it looks gosh. it looks like 
if Lainey Wilson were to design the interior decorating of a van <laughs> when, 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 when we get on the van yeah, and it looks like Cute a bunch pillows, of blankets, yeah. you know, Indian, those Indian blanket, Southwest <laughs> style decor, yeah. cute little lights. And when, and when the band gets off, it looks like five homeless people camped out there. For <laughs> week. I mean, There's it is random stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the longest stint you've had on like a van? Like two that? weeks, two weeks, two and a half. Yeah, two weeks. You're about ready to start shooting people. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> like, actually, <laughs> <laughs> not the truth. Um, no matter how much you love them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two weeks, two weeks is usually about the, longest that we've gone without a break okay uh, as far as in case you know with the with cheap flights and stuff anymore it's very rare to even have two weeks uh mm-hmm. where you're gone um usually you're flying in and flying out uh you'll unless you're totally over like let's say washington oregon california you know where it just doesn't make sense to come back, back. yeah mm-hmm. uh, you're usually you're usually pretty much in and out so like we had a show in Missouri, just south of Kansas City, in a town called Nevada, spelled like Nevada, not. You can't say you can't say Nevada no. there, can you? No. Okay. It is Nevada. Nevada. Don't mess it up. <laughs> and uh, uh, but yeah, we we picked the band up and we drove in, and then we drove out after the show. So, uh, okay. but usually, usually they're kind of weekend runs. They're not really um, okay. Not really long tour stints. See, I, see, when I think about it like that, I think of like a tour bus and like these guys are on it from whenever it starts to the end of the tour. Yeah, There's definitely no, not. No? No. no? Yeah, not okay. the musicians. Okay. They're out of there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So like do some of your musicians, do they work with other singers? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, they're they're kind of like what in, in – you know, in the cattle country, cattle world, we call them day workers. Right, right. right. Uh, you know, I got guys, certain guys that I call continually. You know, they're they're guys right. that are going to be my my people every time. Like my drummer, uh, we call him Critter. His uh, his name's Brandon, <laughs> but we call him Critter. And if you wonder why, he makes the caveman on the Geico commercials that used to be look well groomed and ready for military service. As really? a drummer, though, yeah, well, yeah. And so and so he when when he first came and met me, he said, "Hey, they call me Critter," and I was like, "Cool." I wonder what this guy's going to look like. I did not need an intro. I knew <laughs> you're a critter. It's, it's the critter that just walked in the door. That's him. So uh, you know, we got guys like Critter that stay with us. He's been with us for a couple of years now, um, and we used to use local guys. And I had a pretty consistent band for the time that I was based out of Central Florida. But there's this weird thing that happens, and that is that no matter how much you love music. Unless you are willing to make it your full time, there comes a time in your life where you have to set it down. And so for a lot of my guys that were based in Florida here, you know, we were, we were, when we were doing this, we were going out, we'd leave Friday at four o'clock or five o'clock in the afternoon. They have to get off work early and we'd hop in the, at the time we were six guys in a crew cab truck overnight. You know, that's a lot of fun. That's dedication. Yeah. Yeah. That's dedication with a, with a box trailer behind us. And uh, we'd leave, and we'd be back Sunday night or Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And so that's exhausting. Oh, yeah. Plus band practices in the middle of the week where you're driving. I mean, one of our guys drove every week for, what, five, six years mm-hmm. from Spring Hill. Really? To here, to practice. Mm-hmm. Huh. Every week. I mean, that... It, it shows it, you the love for music right there. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's, at, at a certain point, it just became too much. Mm-hmm. And so... Now uh, we base everything out of Nashville because as busy as we started getting, we couldn't we couldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. We couldn't we couldn't uh, have guys. You know you can't take off 
60 vacation days a year. You just can't do that. Yeah. Not from your day job. And so now we're using guys that do music for a living. Okay. So I didn't know it worked like that, man. For some reason, I have like this narrative in my head where like a band starts, it's this group of four or five guys and they're always together from point A to point Z when the career ends. Like I didn't, I didn't know it like actually like you go out and reach out for different people and you pick from different areas like well, that. Well, I am the type of a person that always wants to have that band. Like, I can't wait till we can get people on salary, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be that person that is going to want to hold the same band yeah. from the mm-hmm. day that we can put them on salary until I, you know, retire or die, one of the two, mm-hmm. you know. I would just have the same guys, because, like, even you've got, I mean, it took me a year and a half to get over when I lost my guitar player, who had been with me for five years. He was the one that drove from Spring Hill. And man, every time I walked on stage, I expected to see him next to me, and he wasn't there. And we, you know, we we became best friends. We became brothers. I mean, yeah. but that term gets thrown around a lot, especially in the South here. But yeah. we became brothers. I mean, every my band. If you want to know who my band was, look at a wedding photo. They were all my groomsmen. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. They were all my groomsmen. Yeah. It makes sense, though. It yeah. makes sense. You being with these people all the time and hanging out with them like that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of like us. Yeah. yeah. You can admit it. <laughs> Just you me can admit it. Nah, you're all right, Brian. You're all right. <laughs> I, oh, excuse me. <coughs> I have to edit that out. Yeah, I was, I was like, well, edit that out. <laughs> Went down the wrong pipe. Uh, I am curious about some of these stories. Like, I mean, if y'all are on the road, like, dude, y'all got to have some crazy well, yeah. stories in yeah. a van or, a, you know, a crew cab truck, like, you know, drop dial on... Fort Worth, Texas, or what? What's the deal? Tell me, tell me a story. Oh gosh, crazy <laughs> stories! I wasn't ready for that. I probably should have thought that one through. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of stuff just comes back to jogging memories. Uh, I think about so one of the coolest things is you, you go from a from a, a local band. Mm-hmm. Well, first you go from playing open mics in Lakeland mm-hmm. and Auburndale and wherever you can get in, and then all of a sudden you go to where you're playing and and these things slowly grow. Right. And then you're playing central Florida. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're playing in North Florida. And what's that about? And you're playing Okeechobee and Jacksonville in one weekend. And you're like, wow, man, we really made it to the big time. Yeah. (laughs) And um, then, then all of a sudden you're driving home from Wyoming and your father-in-law calls and says, Hey, where are you? And you say, Macon. He goes, Oh, you're almost home. And then you're you're in that perspective, you know, but, um, you know, I, I just some of these some of these times. So, <laughs> it's an interesting group of people because me, I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, I spent six years in the Marine Corps Reserves, um, but I've always kind of been a little bit more low key, a little bit more. You know, I'm not really that type of yeah, let's go kill something. You know, I'm not yeah, that type. Yeah. I'm just kind of more low key. My dad was in Vietnam as an Army officer. Oh yeah, and so my dad on the road. And then me on the road, it gets very interesting because, <laughs> you know, my dad's the type of a person who does not mind knocking on the door at 4 a.m. going, get up, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, the whole thing, the whole thing cannot run without him and the whole thing can't run without Anna. But it's interesting because you get this family dynamic. But at the same time, you get some moments that you just look at and you go, how did that just happen? So we go from this local band to uh, all of a sudden we're playing in South Dakota at this bar called Thirsties. And we we they pay us at the moment what seems like a terrifying amount. Because when we walk in there for what they're paying us to be there, we walk in and there's like three people and we're like, oh, this bar's gonna lose money. Yeah. Yeah. And for the first hour we played to like three people. And then all of a sudden 
10 o'clock hits. It was a 9 to 1 shift. And all of a sudden, 10 o'clock hits. And I don't know what happened, but every college kid within like four states shows up. Yeah, that's what happens. That's yeah. our, that was normally our time. We'd always go to the bar, 9, yeah. 30, 10. And they have Miller High Life on draft. Yeah, nice. that's, that, that With a pickle. With a pickle. You put the pickle in the Miller High Life. That's, the, that's weird. Yeah. No, that's a kicker. No idea. No idea. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, run it, you run into these things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out in Kimball, Nebraska, one of our favorite places to be, it's Blackberry Brandy. Huh. Bunch of cowboys out drinking blackberry brandy, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> you know, what? Yeah. <laughs> that bunch, no bunch sense. of cowboys at the rodeo just passing around bottles of blackberry yeah. brandy, and you're like, "Okay, well, this is going down, all right." Yeah. A little watermelon moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so you know, but anyway, so every college kid in like four states, it feels like, shows up to this to this bar called Thirsties, and they were thirsty, and uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden. The stage just we start playing and the stage just gets rushed. And it was like these moments, these it was like these Instagram videos you see, you know, I'm leaning out, you know, getting everybody to sing along and people like grabbing at me and stuff. And it's like it's like Garth Brooks just walked in the room. Girls are trying to get up yeah. on stage. Oh yeah, it was nuts. And all of a sudden we're backstage with this drunk middle aged woman who we have no idea where the hell she came from. <laughs> or how she found them. Or backstage. how she found us backstage. And she's holding a crushed, flattened bush light box. Nice. And she's just like, all right. So what are we playing next, boys? <laughs> and we and we just decide we're going to start creating this set list. And so On this box. On this box. And so still to this day in my studio back home, I've got this bush light box hung up that just, you know, flattened. And, and, and it's got, you know, songs like we decided to just throw out like Fishing in the Dark. And <laughs> watermelon crawl and all these, you know, just just jammers should have been a cowboy, and uh, <laughs> and I have no idea what happened. I have no <laughs> idea what happened that night. But we were like Garth Brooks walked in the building. It was the craziest thing. That crowd went nuts over us. And to this day, I just look at that and go, "Huh, that's one of those memories I'll never forget." I yeah. know. It's one of those memories I'll never forget. But the, you look at that's the good side. The crazy bad side is. We were leaving Salt Lake City from a tour one time. This is two years ago. And we're climbing a mountain pass. And all of a sudden, there's just this boom. And the engine blew a two-inch hole in the side of it on a Mercedes Mm. Sprinter. Oh, my gosh. Now, you're in a Mercedes about two hours from Salt Lake City. In the middle of nowhere. When when you look at the definition of BFE, it's going to show you a picture of where this van (laughs) broke down. Yeah. And and we are no service probably. Oh oh yeah, one bar like a quarter mile down the road, and so we wind up back in Salt Lake City uh, after a seven hundred dollar tow bill, and uh, we happen to be at um, at this Mercedes dealer that is, is specializes in Sprinter vans of all the places. Yeah. There's just this, you know, Bartow Ford, right? Like yeah, there's, yeah, this, yeah. there's this dealer that is the size of Bartow Ford that literally only does Sprinter vans. That's all they sell. That's wild. And they're like, oh, yeah, we see this. And so it winds up costing us by the time everything's set and done about twenty five grand to replace the engine because Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. And so they, that's the crazy un, other side of it. You know, you're uh, being a diesel mechanic in the Marines, I learned all about changing wheel hubs and bearings yeah. and all that stuff. And so I'm constantly doing that on the side of the road. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's nuts out there, but we love it. It's such a cool moment. It's such a cool moment. 
I'm sure. So I can imagine all those memories that you're making. Yeah, dude, man. Like around I'm jealous. Corner, it's like, dude, that's awesome. Right? Especially like if you can look at a box, just like an old beer box. But yeah, that was a great time. Like yeah. that's that's awesome. What were we talking about earlier? We were saying we had to share one story. What was that? A story? Yeah. Oh, if, it, if it's important to them, dude, I can't oh. wait to hear this. Yeah, we were talking right before we got started about it. What was that? Do you remember uh, that? Trying to remember. Oh man, we've gone through so much stuff. I don't know. What, was it with the Florida band or the Nashville band? Oh like yeah, that's a good era. question. I have no idea. Was it South Dakota? It might have been South Dakota. Might have had to do something about South Dakota. <laughs> Crazy thing though, I'll tell you this. This is nuts. Uh, somehow, I became a member of the Country Music Association. Mm-hmm. This always amazes me because I'm never sure how I get where I get sometimes. You know those people that you look at and you like like you look at some of these like multimillionaire documentaries and you go, Wow, that was brilliant. He put himself right there. Yeah. yeah. I just like happen to walk in the wrong door one day. I don't know how this happens. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like here we are. Like yeah. <laughs> we get invited to this event and somehow they had put me on the guest list. I have no idea how this happened. But Anna and I get an email. This is back in twenty nineteen. Yeah, we were still dating. And they said, we would like you to come to the Brooks and Dunn Artist Luncheon for the Country Music Hall of Fame induction. And I'm like, huh, this will be cool. That's a big opportunity. What door did I open here? Yeah, Yeah. right? (laughs) And so, naturally, I'm shaking. Yeah. Uh, You know, yeah, 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 yeah. That yes button, click, click that, click that, (laughs) click that, click that. And so, reply all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we wind up walking into this this luncheon, and I'm thinking there's going to be thousands of people here, right? And we walk in, and there's this, right behind us as we walk in, there's this guy getting pushed in the wheelchair by this other guy. And we turn around, and I look, and I go, oh, there's a couple waiting for us. So we scoot out of the way. It was Randy Travis. Oh my god! Being pushed by Jamie Johnson. Oh man! <laughs> god, I love these stories. And they sit down at the table next to us, and we're there with another artist who's our level, and he is freaking out. <laughs> I'm just but you like, can't do that. Though, no, no, right? no, no, no. Yeah. That's the thing is like, he's. <sighs> yeah, so, yeah. But he's freaking out. He's like, "That's Randy Travis. That's Randy Travis. That's Randy." I'm like, "Dude, shh." <laughs> Don't mess this up for just, us. Just <laughs> act like you be. Act like you should well, be. You here. and I are the only people here that are this level. They don't need to know nothing. <laughs> and so as we're getting our, you know, this banquet style, so they bring out the salads and all that stuff, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, the Oak Ridge Boys are behind us. Man, and, all these big names, dude. Oh yeah, no, it's nuts. And Ricky Skagg sits down, and great final touch. When it comes to him, he was amazing. And uh, anyway, so Ricky Skagg sits down, and Trisha Yearwood walks in, oh. and then Brooks and Dunn walk in. And uh, they do this Q&A time with Brooks and Dunn and Ray Stevens, and they, they after the Q&A time is done and everybody's eaten and everything, it's just social hour. Mm. And now, Kix Brooks is one of my top four people I've ever wanted to talk to, ever wanted to meet. Just shake his hand. He just seems like the coolest guy ever. And I'm terrified nervous and I, I walk up and I wait and he looks at me and he's talking to somebody else and he looks at me and he kind of goes you look like an artist and I was like <laughs> thanks okay yeah and he goes and, and, and you know he talks like he sings and yeah. he's like man brother I'll tell you <laughs> you gotta tell me about the road out there what's it like and I'm like okay so 
I start talking about this Mercedes Sprinter, the, the, this Sprinter van that we got. And we built six bunks into it. And he goes, man, back when Ronnie and I got started, we'd have killed to have something like that. <laughs> and he, I'm telling you, five, ten minutes goes by, and we're just talking about touring. And he, he wants to hear all about what we're doing. Yeah. And I was like, this is the most unbelievable moment I've ever had. Yeah, you're having a conversation with one of your idols, and yeah. he's asking about you. He's That's not yeah. the other way right, around. Yeah. Right. I'm not like, so, what got you into music? No. He's like, what got you into music, man? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? It was the coolest Dude. thing. And on our way out, on our way out, and that, the other thing, he never like looked at his watch or looked at like his re- label rep and was like, hey, get this guy going. No, it was just right here like we're doing. Right. Yeah. It's the coolest thing. On our way out, Ray Stevens is by the door, and we want to get our picture taken with Ray Stevens, and his rep who's his agent who's there like had to walk away and talk to somebody and so we're standing there with our phone and we're kind of like uh how are we gonna get this picture and ricky skaggs walks up he's like here you want to take it for you and i'm like <laughs> yeah. yes i'm sorry what <laughs> why don't you get in, in it yeah yeah <laughs> i'm sorry we didn't even have the presence of mind to think about getting <laughs> yeah here ricky can you take <laughs> our picture yes, real quick? yes. <laughs> we didn't even ask him he was he just offered he like took my phone i'm like oh uh yeah okay. d- d- uh, hi <laughs> take, a my selfie. Name's take a selfie yeah. and we just got our picture taken with benjamin franklin right but yeah he's uh that was i could not believe how you're in this room there's maybe a hundred people maybe and they're all hall of famers they're all except for us i'm not sure how world we got there yeah but but we are and and so uh, that's what the story was. How, it's how Garth Brooks' daughter saved the day. Yes, I remember oh, you talking about this. That that's how Garth Brooks' yeah. daughter saved the day. Yeah. yeah, wasn't she? She was there. Yeah, she was there. Yeah, she was there. Allie, Allie Colleen. Yep. She um, she Good talked story. me out of signing a bad label deal. What yeah, a I want to hear that story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we talked a little bit about for it, but for the audience. Yeah. So uh, we were talking earlier about McCoy Moore and how he just signed this publishing deal yeah and uh, i think we can talk about that oh yeah it's yeah all public knowledge but uh you know i i was saying there's this interesting thing there's there's hundreds and hundreds of labels in nashville most of them are scams very few are real and the real deal but the general populace doesn't know the difference i would have known the difference right and, and the same thing goes with publishing companies and one cool thing is as soon as he said that i looked up the publishing company he was with i was like i've heard of this publishing company and he just signed with like the big dog of all publishing companies I'd which is super cool yeah. Yeah. congratulations he literally just like that's the coolest thing he could have done and um so i was in talks with a few of these little labels that were kind of scam labels and i didn't know that at the time but one of them had claimed to have signed Garth Brooks's daughter and she had had a meeting with them and I guess they got their picture taken because they were excited to meet Garth Brooks's daughter and then they posted that she had signed with them when she had not. Oh. And so anyway, long story short is she wound up, I wound up asking her, I was like, hey, I saw you sign with this label and she goes, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And I was like, well, I was just kind of curious about your experience with them and she goes, I'm not with that label. I said, but it says right here. She goes, you are. hold up. <laughs> and, and she told me, she said, run as hard and fast as you can. And I've never regretted that decision. Yeah. You know what I remember is because we actually went to this label's office a few times. They had her picture in there. Like on the wall? That? No, I don't. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was the, like on their wall, like their roster. Really? Yeah, no, you remember I don't, that? I don't. Yeah, That's she crazy. was on there. So That's crazy. Yeah. I, have a, I have a question. Like, you see there's like these small labels up there <clears throat> that are like scams. Like, what, what makes them kind of like that? Like, what's, are they just out for the money? Are they yeah, just out so, like, yeah. so a record label, 
when you signed a record label in Nashville, like you look at like Michael Ray, okay, okay? he's another Florida boy there, Easton Corbin, they went to Nashville and the label looked at them and said, okay, we're going to invest in you. Mm-hmm. We're going to work together. Yes, we're going to take. Um, I'm gonna say liabilities. That's not what it is. We're gonna take percentages. We're gonna take profit, but we're going to front money and we're gonna invest in you and we're gonna both make money. Mm-hmm. What these labels are doing is they're saying, "Hey, you give us five thousand ah. dollars and we'll promote you to people you can't be promoted to." And at the end of the day, they never do, and that's what all of them do. We have a couple of that too. Now that I come to think about it, in our DMs, there's all kinds of people out there. Like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. if you pay like two thousand dollars, I'm going to mm-hmm. take. We yeah, can take well, your yeah. guys' podcast to so and so. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, okay. Well, they'll, they'll also make you sign a contract and give you like a like tell you well you can't play shows since some of them maybe not. Yeah, it's one. an exclusivity deal. Yeah, an exclusivity thing, and you can't play shows unless they book it for you. Oh, and, and if you do so book you a show, they money get money from own. they get all the money from it. So that yeah. is a scam. Yeah, so yeah. it's it really is. Yeah, and so you've really got to be careful about that. But yeah, thanks to Garth Brooks's daughter, yeah. she. Uh, <laughs> I am I am curious. What's the difference between a publishing deal and a record label? So a record label is going to be for uh, well, well, record contract is going to be for an artist putting out albums and putting out songs, mm-hmm. and they're largely focused on radio promotion getting you out there and getting you on stage like for instance if i were to get signed by call it capital records or sony they're going to want to get me on the stage with their artist if i'm with warner they're going to want to get me on stage opening for kenny chesney or who all their artists that they have right so and their thing is to build your career as an artist a publishing company a publishing deal is for writers so Mm. their thing is they want to get you they're going to take the songs that you write and pitch them to artists to record to get on radio. So they're, 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 they're kind yeah. of the publishing companies are kind of the, the ground level mm-hmm. without the publishing companies and the writers there. You don't have, mm-hmm. you don't have artists, you don't have songs. And I've written with a lot of these hit writers and it's hilarious to me. I heard <laughs> uh, today, actually, I heard somebody say um, a good, a good friend of mine uh, wrote um, tequila makes her clothes fall off. Oh, Joe really? Nichols. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, and uh, a guy by the name of Gary Hannon, he wrote a song for me called Soldier's Wife. And um, I shouldn't say he wrote it for me, but I wound up recording a song he wrote called Soldier's Wife. And um, anyway, uh, yeah, I was listening to the radio today, and the DJ came on and said, now, how did Joe Nichols know to write a song about tequila and clothes falling off that I would relate to? And I was like, Joe did not write this. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a big miscom like yeah. conception yeah. though, because I was talking to McCoy when he was here, and I was like, man, I I always thought that artists wrote their own stuff. Like right. this, this is from their experiences. And some do. Uh, some yeah. Of, yeah Luke like, Combs is a big one that mm-hmm. writes a lot of his own. But stuff. I had no idea that you can go up to Nashville, and if you got lyrics in here, you might not have the best voice, but you can make a kill and do it. Yeah. I've got got a song I'm working on right now uh, that is written by one of the hit writers. A uh, guy wrote for several hits for George Strait, and I'm really? getting ready to go in and take it in the studio. That's awesome. But it's the same sort of a thing. But, I mean, he is just a killer writer, and he's like, somebody needs to record this. And I'm like, I'll be glad to record this. Yeah. <laughs> you have a pretty good resume <laughs> yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. you got you got 10 number ones for George Strait. Let's talk, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I try to always be – Whenever I'm writing in a room, I try to be the least qualified person in that room. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of my favorite writing moments was I was writing with a guy who's become a good friend of mine, uh, 
and uh, it and and he's sitting there, and we're writing this song with another friend of his, and this guy had hits for Alan Jackson, and my friend had hits for George Strait, and. Rodney Atkins and a hand Alabama and Reba. And so you got two massive artists or two massive writers in the room. Yeah. And um, we came up with this line and the song was count me in. And so I started, you know, count me in. I'll be there. Count me in anytime, anywhere, any day or now or any day or night. Count me in, you know, and the count yeah. me in kept repeating. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve looks at the other guy and he goes, that's the stupidest idea. Keep repeating that line. And the other guy goes, remember that song that Alan Jackson had, That'd Be All Right, how it kept repeating? He goes, yeah. And he goes, well, I mean, I was kind of thinking along the way. He's like, I hated that song too. And he goes, well, Alan liked it when I pitched it to him. Like, oh, my goodness gracious. These guys arguing about this kind of stuff? <laughs> I'm down here and y'all are up here in this you know, stratosphere and I'm over here going, what's happening right now? As long as you guys count me in on this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Both guys, super nice. Just Joking back and forth, you know, none of them have an ego that I work with. I mean, these guys are so great. Oh, They're man. so great. I think that's so cool, though, because I was I, when you were talking about that earlier, I said Chris Stapleton. Yeah. He's a prime example. Like, nobody knew who he was, like, five years ago, six years I ago. I still love the Steel Drivers. Yeah, I do, too. They're but, so like, good. that's so cool how you can go from writing all these hit songs. Imagine if you just sang half the songs he wrote for people, right? Right. Those would be all of his greats, like, right. his great tunes. It'd be the one through five on a Spotify or whatever. Right. But, like... That is so awesome that people can go up there and if you got it up here and you could put it on paper, you can make a lot of money. Oh dude. yeah. I want to write some lyrics. Send them to my friend here. He might laugh me off, but what, we'll at least give it a try. What is it? Uh, one, <laughs> <I'm the songwriter. laughs> one of my songwriting, inst- uh, not instructors, but mentors, one of my mentors, he, he's put a lot of time into just really uh, mentoring me and kind of guiding me through the industry. His name is Aaron Barker and he was on staff with George Strait and, uh, he wrote the song "I Can Still Make Cheyenne." Oh, okay. And yeah, and and uh, he 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 says in his writers' rounds, he because he's the same age as George Strait, mm-hmm. but he says, "All right, if you want to know the difference between a writer and an artist, I lived the George Strait songs. You can tell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which one lived it and which one sang it? You, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just look at me and look at him. You know? Man, that, thinking about it, like there's probably a lot of songs out there that like people have lived through that yeah. don't get to sing about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, oh, that's, yeah. that's like our buddy McCoy. He was talking about it. He goes, man, he was like, I'm really good at writing songs, but I won't sing a song unless I can relate to it. Right. Okay. It's like, because if I'm up on stage and I'm singing a song, he goes, I'm just not drink uh, like, singing a song about drinking beer or this and that, I want to truly be able to relate to it. And some right. of the songs that he's put out, you can clearly tell it's like these sure. are heartfelt. Sure. But So hmm. we're doing this interesting project right now. We started, and I did a test run <clears throat> with it, and you'll particularly appreciate this. But I got this idea. I said, you know, there's not a lot of cowboy songs. Yeah. It's not a lot of – you don't hear a lot of rancher songs. You don't hear a lot of – you know, and, and people think they watch Yellowstone, right? And they, yes. they think – Don't get me started. <laughs> and, and, they think, and they think, well, that's, that's just, you know, that, that's this one little fantasy land thing that yeah. happens. That doesn't really happen anymore. People aren't really riding horses and pushing cows and yeah. all this stuff anymore. Well, we did that yesterday, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so I, I had this idea, and I said – what if? Because one of the really interesting things I get to do when I'm when I'm working around the country and I'm playing these shows, I get to talk to all these cowboys from all around the country. And what's fun is they all have different lingo. Mm-hmm. 
you know, all different ways of doing things. But the end game is always the same. And uh, we, we all work cattle. Mm-hmm. You know, down here we got to deal with gators and wild hogs and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, in, in Wyoming, I was talking to a guy. He said, yeah, I passed by a grizzly bear earlier today on the pasture. And I'm like, <laughs> no, thanks. What do you carry it's for terrifying. that? And he said, a 357 Magnum. I said, well, a 357 Magnum stop a grizzly. And he goes, no, but it's going to make me feel better while he gores <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm thinking right. 4570. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, great. But we got all these people that have all these different ways of doing things. And, um, I'm looking at this. I'm going, man, we got to write, start writing an album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we went out. Steve Dean, who wrote Watching You for Rodney Atkins. Nice. And he also oh, wrote Roundabout it. Way for George Strait. Gosh, he's naming so many big names and, right and, now. And, and Southern Star by Alabama. He, he, I called him. I said, hey, I got this crazy idea. There's this town called Kimball, Nebraska, that is right in the corner. It's five miles from north of Colorado, 15 miles east of Wyoming. This is a little town about the size of Mulberry, Fort Meade. And I said, I want to go. I said, I want to go right with these cowboys out there. And he goes, this is amazing. I said, I'll fly you out there. Let's do it. And so he was so gracious. And we went and we stayed in a ranch house. I mean, it was no, you got a multi-hit number one rider out here. And he's just flying in, hanging out in a minivan with us. You know, he's, yeah. Just, yeah. he's just doing his thing. He is the coolest thing in the world. We wound up playing this little songwriters round in this small bar. When I say small bar, I'm talking maybe 20 by 30 feet Yeah, in this small town. And he's telling stories about all these hits he's written. And then we go and we hang out in this living room of this ranch house. We would have been around a campfire, but it was like November and freezing. Yeah. And so anyway, we're, we're there and we do the, and we write this incredible song with these cowboys and it came off so well. And we said, we've got to do this across the country. So we want to do that in Texas. We want to do that here in Central Florida. Dude, that's a brilliant idea. That's awesome. And, that well, cool. thank you. And, and we're, we're hoping it goes well. We really yeah. are because what we want to do is I'm not riding with artists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm riding with cowboys. Yeah. And I'm not cool. riding with the guys who did it in the 50s. I'm riding with the guys who do it now. Yeah, that's cool. And so that's awesome. a cool that idea. Is, yeah, really dude. Like that's what that. like he Give me said a call that. when you're doing it in Central yeah. Florida. Okay. I'd yeah. love to be there. <laughs> and what, I, and what yeah. we'll do is we'll fly down somebody like Steve or Aaron, yeah. you know, one of these multi-platinum hit riders. Yeah. And the reason is is because they are better than I am about sitting back, well, at everything really. But <laughs> <laughs> but but uh but but at sitting back and Listening, they can sit here and listen. They can listen to this. They'd have two songs by this conversation we've had so far. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, how in the world did you do that? Mm-hmm. And funny. we woke up. We all drank way too much and told cowboy stories and listened to these guys. And then we woke up the next morning. Yeah, I gotta be there. I gotta be there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and, like a great time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it was yeah. the time of our life, and the song that came out of it is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we came up. One of the guys said, and, and it's all. It's, it's not us. Oh, and the other thing is, we give writers credits to all these cowboys that are involved. Oh, sweet. That's yeah. Cool. So it's not just That's like, really oh, cool. hey, come donate your time. And no, no, no. So we have this, you know, you'll find one song on the album that's got like seven writers on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but the one guy said, one guy said, his name was Lars. He said, you know, we work so hard. We're working eight days a week just to make a living. Yeah. And we went, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hold that line. That's a good one. <laughs> highlight, highlight. Yeah. Circle, circle. Yeah. Everybody's like, on a projector. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And so we came up with this song. Uh, we came up with this song about pushing cows 
down a mountain or pushing horses down a mountain range, rounding up wild horses. We don't do that. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. You know, we don't. We (laughs) don't cost way too much here. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And they're they're talking about crossing over the Rio Grande and stuff, and I'm like, what? Peace River, man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And 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 so it's funny. uh, You know, you just every part of the country has their own their own hurdles. And I'm just so excited about writing this album with these cowboys and just telling the story of the modern American cowboy. It sounds so refreshing yeah. hearing a music, cool. a country music artist, actually talking about singing about country <laughs> shit. What? Like, oh what? my gosh, I'm so what? tired of hearing the heartbreak <laughs> stuff sad. over and over. Like, Whoa. Cody Johnson does something like he's very similar. He's a guy that like you can tell he actually does what he does. Yeah. Like he's he's team roper. He does stuff oh, yeah. all over the place. And it's cool to hear his songs because like whenever he plays uh uh what's what's the name of the song? He talks about the Houston Rodeo. Um, Dear Rodeo? No. Dang. No, it's not Dear welcome, Rodeo. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to the, the show. show. Yeah. yeah. I can't so it's I didn't like get he that. truly feels it. And so it's cool because it's like okay, you know exactly what these yeah. guys are about to do. Right. You've uh, done this. You've yeah. done this. And what's kind of cool is I'm on the I, I'm I'm doing that kind of backwards. Yeah. You know, he did he did the cowboy thing and then the music thing. Yeah. And I'm kind of like growing into the cowboy thing because I'm doing this as a you know when I'm off the road I'm running this ranch. Right. And so I'm having to learn how to do all this stuff, and then now applying it to the songs. And so yeah. it's kind of a backwards process. But to me, it is, you know, it's one of those things where people ask me, well, are you going to move to Nashville? I've, I've, I've been going in and out of Nashville. I go to Nashville like you go to Home Depot or Lowe's. Yeah. <laughs> I go get what I need. I record there. All my writing's done there. All my record recording processes are all done there because the best studios are there, the best musicians. Um, and so I, I, I do all my work out of Nashville, but then I come back here. And this is where I live. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't want to live in the Home Depot parking lot. Like, no. who, who, no. That, and that's how I feel about Nashville. There's right. some cool stuff there by all means, but you're trying to tell me I can go get a job working in an office to pay my bills, or I can go out and shoot wild hogs first thing in the morning and ride my horse through swamps and, and yeah. not live in an apartment. And not live in yeah. 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 It's unreal. <laughs> like, I've, I've talked to Brian about it, and like, I would love to go see the world. Sure. But I don't think I could ever leave Polk County. Mm-hmm. And it's no. it's kind of ironic because I did get vote, voted most likely never leave Polk County in high school. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's cool because I want to see what's out there. But at the same time, it's like, man, whenever you get to see like kind of the cowboy story, wherever you wake up and I mean, you're going through palmetto scrub and your pine trees, sun's coming up, you're going through creeks and rivers and everything like yeah. that. It's a whole different appreciation, especially now because Florida's getting developed so fast. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it's that those little moments wherever you see it kind of like you were talking about playing shows it's little moments where you're like riding your horse and you look around and it's like man this might not be here forever and then you have these little like realizations like man i love what i do yeah um but i can't relate we'll <laughs> get you on a horse one day brian yeah. <laughs> he's right out there we'll go get him tonight <laughs> oh good oh good <laughs> Well, yeah, I learned the hard lesson about ranch horses versus trail horses. Yeah. <laughs> I got started. That was fun. <laughs> it's it's cool. You know, you mentioned that you were um that you started a little bit late. I tell people all the time, they're like, you know, like I wanna I wanna ride, I wanna like learn how to do all this stuff. You know, I started when I was fifteen. Um that's for, honestly probably the first time I ever hopped on a horse. Mm-hmm. And uh I was younger than a lot of people, but at the same time, like I'm still learning. Like this is my first time doing or first year I'm doing it full time and uh people just like oh I don't know how to do it or this and that just 
cling on to somebody that you see in the field and just go for it. Like, you don't sure. be intimidated. The Cowboys are very intimidating because they're going to shoot the shit with you. They're going to be straight up with you, but try it out. You might actually like it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I think there's a lot of lessons that you learn from being around Cowboys and working on a ranch and things. That, it's always funny to me. We So we played that show in Cody, Wyoming last summer, and then I did this month-long radio tour where I'm in a van, and then I got back out to the ranch in the beginning of July and had to get back in shape. <laughs> ouch, ouch. You're yeah. letting your butt off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 such a great, it's such a great life. And we've gotten to play in, um, I think we're 22 or 23 of the states so far. That's awesome. And we, we're finding what's crazy is I'm not doing a lot of shows down here because I'm a, more of a cowboy hat. Texas, I my, my, right. my, like I said, I, I've done the, the Nashville thing for years and years, and I still do, like I said, I'm based out of there. Um, my producers produced Wild Hearts for Keith Urban last year oh, in the gosh. same week that they produced my summertime single. That's and we were out, we got done at the studio, and the next morning we were playing golf, and uh, he calls, and he, or he gets a call, and we're, we're on the second hole of uh, this golf course in Nashville, and he gets a call, and, he go, and the guy says, hey, so Keith wants to drop this as the new lead single on the album. And he goes, what? <laughs> yeah. awesome. I wasn't expecting that, you know, it was kind of cool. So um, anyway, so, so stuff like that happens and Nashville's really neat for that. But I think I'm kind of taking more of the, the Texas artist route. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're kind of living it and we're kind of doing it grassroots mm-hmm. and we load up the trailer and we load up the van and we head out and we do this and we play Texas, we play Wyoming, we play Nebraska, we play the Dakotas. They, they tend to, click more with our music out there. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's the kind of artist that yeah, I've... That's all I listen to. Yeah, really. same. Like, you know, that mainstream crap. Like, I'll listen to Luke Combs every now and then, but right. like, Kane Brown... It was a fun all concert. The, nah, I'm not listening to that stuff. I'm listening to like, Co Wetzel, Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Right. A uh, little bit more rock. rock yeah, a little bit more edgy, but the guys that are out there, you know, hitting the road right. and doing it. Like, nobody knew who Co Wetzel was here four years ago right, but agree. five years ago i was at a concert at janice live watching right. him like i respect an artist that can go out and hit the road like that right. and actually live it rather than sitting in their nashville penthouse yep. waiting on their next envelope from their writer and then going to the studio and acting like they do this stuff well, I, the, I find it more appreciative yeah yeah well without naming names uh one of the, i was talking to a radio rep the other day and they were saying that uh uh, they were saying that they can't stand a lot of these new TikTok artists mm-hmm. because, like, they were, they they said, "Well, hey, we've got this really cool county fair. You should come play." And he goes, "Is it opening for like Luke Bryan or somebody that level?" And he goes, "No, it's just you could headline this county fair." I think I'm not interested. <laughs> these are your fans. Yeah, they'll they'll still be my fans later. Like they're so arrogant about it, and they want and they That's want wild. these they want the this easy way in. And I can tell you, you music, you can't do the easy way in. And mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you, because I worked radio for seven years, and I watched artists come in, and I watched artists disappear. Mm-hmm. And everyone that shot up like that is gone. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Really? Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Easy come, easy go. Yeah. That was another song written by Aaron Barker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, easy come, easy go. And I, you, you, you see them just, they shoot up, and they're gone. And they're the hottest thing for, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's the people like Cody Johnson. He was busting his butt for years before he ever got thought about to where getting he signed is to now. Yeah. yeah, it's guys like Aaron Watson. Now that's a great story. I like yeah, Aaron Watson, Aaron Watson who's been around what 20, 21 yeah, years or something like that. 
the overnight success in 20 years. You yeah, know? Exactly. Uh, and, and so people like that, you look at and you just go, that's the career. Because we go out there and we, we make, we make, we make ends meet. Mm-hmm. We could probably, if I, if I were to just stop trying to grow as much necessarily in music, because I'm always trying to put out the next album or, or a new promotional campaign or whatever, yeah. I could probably easily make a living on music right now. But that's going to keep me right where I'm at, and it doesn't allow me to grow. And so for us, it's so much fun to do what we're doing because we're just kind of doing our own little thing over here. Yeah. And uh, we've never had great local I'm going to say this carefully. We've never had great local institutional support, right? Mm-hmm. So so we've never been voted Polk County's, you know, as the best of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, we've never we've never been, you know, had had major local endorsements. We've got great fans who have had our back. Yeah. But we've never been like the cool new hot thing in the area. And with that, we've had to learn the hard way. And we've had to work our butts off. And what's fun is that we're kind of coming in the back door now because mm-hmm. we've because because we've we're doing this across the nation and now people are going oh wow you're new here and I'm like no not really yeah, you know? yeah. but um, we did something a little bit different yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's crazy and, and some of those some of those venues that are and one of our favorite things we like to do is the venues that had our back at the beginning we go back to yeah so like I got to open for Tracy Bird. Uh, nice. who was my main influence as an artist or as a, as a, yeah, as an artist. And when I was a kid, I saw him playing. I was always like, I want to open for that guy. I want to do a show with Tracy Burton. We got to do that at the Lakeland center. Wow. In that's 2020, cool. and then we did an after party at the bar that got me started. <laughs> like, oh, dude, that's cool. full circle, right that's there. The cool, yeah, that's the cool stuff you get to do. But uh, yeah, you know, we've never been the uh, we we we've never. I guess I should say we've always been the underdog, so to speak. Yeah. And I'm learning that that's a better way. And I'm totally okay with that. It, gives, it, it keeps that sheep it. on yeah. your shoulder too. Yeah. It keeps that chip on your shoulder. Like I'm gonna keep going. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. 100 percent get because it. Because when when right when you start to get arrogant and you start to get cocky about it, all of a sudden something happens. You go, well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this chair pulling yeah, out. Yeah, from yeah. Well, that that figures. <laughs> well, Eli and Anna, we have uh, this little segment in the show, and y'all seen y- y'all said y'all have listened to an episode. We do snap questions. Um, so one question that we ask everybody is, if you could have three people out to dinner, dead or alive, who would your three people to be? Oh, and y'all can answer it together, together or, or separate, separate or however y'all want to do it. Can I get protective custody for this answer? Oh, oh gosh. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. It's you hard. First, it is hard for people sure to like, come up. Yeah. Dead or alive? Yep. Dead or alive. Oh, God. Okay, cool. Three people? Yep. You be thinking while Eli's going. Yeah. Oh. Andy Griffith. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Andy that's Griffith. A, that's, that's a, a first, yeah. yeah. Um... Strictly dinner, right? Yeah, you're not. I mean, you're not. You're not trying to like get any business. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You're just you're sitting down having conversation. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just oh, yeah, yeah. like drinking a beer, eating Great. steak, like George Strait. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the reason oh, yeah. I say that is because I would never have a business conversation with George Strait because he's got. I, I always have this rule where I try my best to have topics mm-hmm. that are totally unattached to what you do. Yeah. So, like, if I ran into George Strait, I would ask him about roping. Yeah. And I would ask him about tequila. I would not ask him about like, hey, what was your favorite song you ever recorded? Yeah, just don't, don't do yeah. that. Don't yeah. be do that, that guy. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess I could safely say George Strait, um, Andy Griffith. Uh, the third one, I think I would probably have a blast having dinner just because I've already talked to the guy once and he was the coolest dude ever, Kicks Brooks. 
Okay. Yeah. It'd be a toss up between Kix Brooks and Tracy Lawrence. Both of them were the coolest guys ever. That's super. That's cool. a great that, table. that whole story that she said about Kix Brooks. I mean, that's awesome. Just be able to have that conversation and him asking you about yeah. stuff, not vice versa. Well, and Tracy Lawrence was close because we opened for him. And usually, when you open for artists, you never see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I looked over to the side about halfway through, and he's standing at the side door just watching me. That's cool. And I was like, what? Heart pumping. <laughs> yes. And then I walk off stage. He's like, hey, great job, man. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Like he was, he was genuinely supportive. That's like, that's the coolest thing. So I love it. Yeah. Good. Like, yeah. Kicks Brooks, George Strait, and Andy Griffith. And are you got yours? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't have like. Idols? It has to be country music. Yeah, it can be well, anybody. We've had like family members. Like one, my favorite, almost my favorite person in the world is Robin Williams. I oh love Robin really? Williams. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah like he's, he's cool. first I don't think one outside the box. Jeez. We've had well, Andy Griffith. I gave outside yeah, the box. Yeah, that's a good one. one. We've had Putin. We've had all yeah, kinds we've had of crazy Putin, people. We've yeah. had uh, yeah. Epstein. Yep. We've had some wild, but not like that. They look up to him, but like. They want to know, know what, what goes happened. through their head. Yeah. Like, Obama yeah. would be interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, not because not nothing <laughs> politically. <laughs> yeah. We would not align politically, but he just seems like of the last presidents. He's a cool cat, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like if I was if, if I had to sit down, if you're gonna lock me in a restaurant with somebody that was a president, like you would be the one. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, like, I played basketball with Obama. I would yeah, too. Yeah, like. like <laughs> are you ready? I think so. Okay, so <laughs> probably. My ex-wife. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that would make an interesting table. <laughs> no, but I saw her mother the other anyway. day. Anyways, um, probably Naomi Cook. I don't know if y'all know, I don't know who that is. So she used to be the lead singer of Runaway June. Okay. Okay. And um, probably her. She's um, She just started doing her own thing. She just put out a f- her first single mm-hmm. after a year of being off, and I'm so happy but she just seems like a really cool person um and i freaking i freaking love her voice um um i've always really liked katie perry um i think she's She's a really crazy cool entertainer yeah and um yeah i i don't know i think that might be fine um (laughs) i don't know like um i would do (laughs) Reba will be a cool one. Yeah, definitely Reba. Oh, I, I really want to meet. Uh, I really want to meet Jennifer Nettles, the lead oh. singer of uh, Sugarland. <laughs> That's really random. Do you have stories? She's just an interesting person. Oh, she's <laughs> she's, she's a I met, I met a lot of people when I was working at the radio station, and uh, yeah, it was. She's a character. Yeah, she's a character. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I feel like there's a story behind this. There's not really. It's just like that's a, that, I would not have been one I would picture you wanting to meet. Like, really? Yeah. I just yeah. I grew up loving Sugarland. Like you, me, baby, was yeah. like, <laughs> like I used to sing that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I will kind of sort of give you a little bonus, not quite a bonus because I've already met her. But have y'all ever heard of Jenna Paulette? Why does that oh, name sound? It does familiar. sound familiar. She's, a, she's, she's an actor. She's somebody we're going to get down on your. We're going to get down here. That's what we need to do. We need to get her here. Yeah. So actually, is she I an met, actress or is she a singer? Singer. She's a singer. She's, okay. she's a cowgirl. Okay. But she is like the most authentic cowgirl. I don't care how Western Laney Wilson gets. I I love Laney Wilson, yeah. but this girl wears like. Like cowboy cut Wranglers, you know, your yeah. denim button down, <laughs> and 
it's like she is so authentic it's crazy and so I actually about last last January I actually met her in Nashville that's awesome when we were um we were traveling so basically um I'd been following her and um I saw that she had just played at the Dallas Bowl Mm -hmm. and we were out on a tour run in Jackson Mm -hmm. and I was so bummed that like we literally were just at the Dallas Bowl like playing yeah. like <laughs> a few weeks before. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, yeah, I, you're literally in my area. So I was talking to him about it. And he was like, well, you need to just send her a message. And I was like, she's okay, whatever. So I sent her a message and she's like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. Like, I'm so, so sorry. Cool that that, like, so genuine and like had a conversation. Wow. And so um, I don't really know how it led into this, but basically um, we, ha- we had this connection because we were like starting to do the whole cattle thing. And, and he's an artist and she's an artist. So I was like, we should hang out mm-hmm. sometime while we're in Nashville next time. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. So it wasn't, I think that was like November. And then in January, she and I like had like a three hour long breakfast together at like a coffee shop. <laughs> That's awesome. You've already yeah. had your dinner with this person. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was really cool. I mean, it's, it's too bad. We don't like live in the same area to yeah. where we could actually like be friends. Cause I totally feel like if we lived in the same area, we would be like friends and, Hanging out, riding horses together and stuff. That's so cool. You yeah. were describing how like authentic she is, and I thought, yeah, she is. If Lainey Wilson is George Strait, Jenna Paulette is Crystal Dew. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, I get yeah. that. That's I get that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. Super cool. I'm she, so. Oops, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Well, she just found out um, she's going to debut the Opry oh, in August. That's big. So yeah, she's she's really growing fast. Oh, so, yeah. awesome. I love really cool. having country music episodes. Me too, yeah. because I was <laughs> literally about to say, like, thank God, like, my uncle and my dad taught me good music. Because, like, you be naming all these people right now. <laughs> Some of our listeners here. are like, oh, I don't know anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man. So, our last and final question, and we kind of like, you know, we open up the show and ask what your number one rule is uh, mm-hmm. that you live by currently. Um, well, we started wrapping up the show uh, with this question. It kind of brings it all for full circle. Um, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you want people to remember you by? Or what do you want your legacy be, legacy to be left as? It's, you could take a second because yeah. it is hard. And they asked me that on the spot, like before we did it on the show. And I was like, dude, I, it's hard I, to think I, about, I but know. I think mm-hmm. I think it's cool to have those two questions that you're always, not a lot of people think about stuff like that, and to be able to have like set in stone things, be like, okay, this is my standard, this is what I live my life, and this is what I want people to remember me by, and that's how I'm going to live my life. So, I hope you're not running a short answer. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so, I was born and raised in Polk County, but when I was when I was eight years old, my dad took a job as the head of construction for a mission agency. Mm-hmm. And so we moved out to Los Angeles for a few years and um, thankfully just a few years. And, but, <laughs> but in that time he was in charge of all the construction projects internationally for this mission agency. And I'm talking about a worldwide mission agency. So in that time he went to 90 countries. Oh my wow. gosh. He was able, because I was homeschooled for a couple of years in California, because who wants to go to school in California? Right. Uh, <laughs> he took me on a bunch of those trips. So I've been to 52 countries, uh, every continent, 
I was in the U.S. Marines. I literally get to live my dream as a rancher. I've gotten to play shows opening for my icons, my idols. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten to play almost every venue except for the Grand Old Opry that I've ever wanted to play mm-hmm. and opening for George Strait anywhere. Uh, but have <laughs> <laughs> but, you ever seen the movie Secondhand Lions? I can't say I have. I so. so there's this there's this line where the long story short is there's a story that's being told about these two Americans who go over during one of the world wars to the Middle East and they fight this desert sheik. At the very end of the movie, it turns out this oil executive flies in after these two and he hears that these two Americans died and they, you know, had died of old age and uh he says and his son gets off the the helicopter with the oil executive and he says, "Dad, are you telling me that these two guys in grandpa's stories really lived?" And one of the relatives of the American goes, "No, they really lived." Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is my line right there. Yeah. That is it. They if really I died, if it. I died today, I've lived so much. God has been so amazing to me and blessed me with a life that most people their eyes glaze over and they just start writing me off as some fabricator of crazy stories when I start talking about my experiences I've had at 30 years old. I mean, it's crazy, but God I has blessed me with nobody. a life that I have lived so much and I've seen so much. I've seen cannibal villages. I've seen what it's like to have 3,000 people singing my songs with me. I've married the most beautiful woman I could ever possibly get. Uh, <laughs> brownie, brownie points. points yeah. <laughs> but she is, she is the most incredible person on the road, and she is my partner. We are life partners. Like, this is what we do. It's not this, like, we coexist thing. And, I, yeah, I really lived. If I died tomorrow, I would not have regrets at all. That's awesome. Because I've done, I've been blessed with so much that God has let me do, and none of it is because I was that cool of a guy or that big of a stud to be able to pull that off. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Maverick over here, you know. I'm not the coolest guy in the room when I walk into any room, uh, even at home when it's just me. Uh, <laughs> the dog beats me, but anyway. But all that being said, I've just been incredibly blessed, and so yeah, I'd say that I have really lived. If that's one thing you can remember me by, and and, and that I now at this point I look for any way I can to, like I said live for others mm-hmm. how can i help it's awesome how can i how can i how can i serve how can i make your life better and so when i'm telling these cowboy stories yeah i want to be singing your song yeah that's what i want to do i don't yeah, wanna, i gotta be there. i don't want <laughs> to i, so I cool. don't want to <laughs> sing my songs because you know what do you want to hear about you know uh but but yeah yeah that's that's, that's good man i wish i could be like five countries yeah. let alone 52 or whatever that well, crazy it's, number it's was cra- your, your world just changes your idea changes we we took some uh relief supplies over to uh poland uh like just to the border and dropped them off for the churches in ukraine last year and we did a 48 hour trip to poland who does that what like, you know we're just I, like, yeah. we just hopped <laughs> on you a- did that to the uh Inglewood after the hurricane. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we just hopped on a plane and we were like, all right, we're gonna take fourteen crates over, checked bags, here we go, let's go. And just loaded fourteen, you know, foot lockers yeah. up and put them on a plane and flew to Poland, turned around and came back. You know, it's just it's just your worldview changes and it's and yeah. it's interesting because kind of like my father in law said earlier, where he's like, Oh yeah, you're in Macon, you're almost home. Yeah. In yeah. perspective. <laughs> you know, and so and so your whole worldview just kind of changes with that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely Caring gotta get others, out and see. Like you mentioned earlier yep. too. Yep, Anna, do you have your 
answer? Oh, Top I don't that. know. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that was good. That was pretty good. That. I don't know if I can. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be as long as that. Um, but <laughs> what was I the don't question? No. So. <laughs> what do you want to be remembered by, or yeah. what is? What do you want your legacy to be? I don't know. I still. I don't know. I feel like I'm really young to answer that question. Yeah. Still, yeah. honestly, I feel that too. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that experience <laughs> like i'm i'm still I'm you're still on your way there, there though getting yeah. to see yeah. these places yeah yeah um it's tough and we ask a lot of hard, hard questions hard. are y'all gonna answer this <laughs> oh i think we've had well, before so this? mine mine is ask her out it doesn't matter oh, if it's yeah. a city. It doesn't matter. It's actually a Theo Vaughn quote. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, ask her out. So it doesn't matter if it's a city, if it's a girl, if it's an opportunity. Just ask her out because you never know, um, you know, what these opportunities could be for you. Um, don't be scared. Don't be nervous. No matter how beautiful the city is, no matter how beautiful the girl is, no matter how cool the opportunity is, just ask her out. Mine was, man, you'll figure it out. Whatever problem, whatever something that's going to happen to you, you'll figure it out. You'll be all right. I said and my number one. You rule. Yeah, but yeah. my legacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm>, You're like, <laughs> my legacy, ask her out. <laughs> my legacy is like. <laughs> he asked them all out. Everyone. Yeah, okay. yeah. I want to lay a path. So like you, yeah. you mentioned yeah. my hometown earlier in Fort Meade. Nobody does. I mean, other than Andrew McCutcheon. All right, the professional baseball player. It's it's kind of a town that's never had anybody put it on the map. Mm-hmm. And the, the the opportunities there are limited, right? Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I want my legacy to be like, all right, you know, if he can make it from this town doing this kind of stuff, well, maybe I can make it from this town too and live my dream doing whatever that person wants to do. That's yeah. kind of what I want my legacy to be remembered that's great. as. Yeah, sorry. I I said my number one rule. My my legacy one is uh, just to be remembered as I like I never quit. And so like doesn't matter if it was my dreams doesn't matter if it's, you know, um, sweat my butt off and I've got 30 more fence posts to put in or if I got to do whatever, I'm not going to quit. So if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to continue to do until I actually get it done. (laughs) Sounds similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it's Man, I, uh, I, we've really appreciated... Oh, no, you haven't yeah, given ours yet. We can't wrap up yet. So, I haven't come up with, like, a fancy phrase or anything, but um, I feel like it's... I'm not trying to, like, quote a song here or anything, but I feel like yeah. it's a little bit different for a girl because mm-hmm. guys are so, like, oh, you know, pass down the family name, the legacy, and whatever. Yeah. But... I don't know, for me, I, in a different kind of a way, I just want to be able to be there for all the people that I love okay, and just like support them and get them through life in like such a nourishing way. Um... I can tell you're a big yeah, time supporter, I don't, like yeah, a lover, yeah, caring kind it. of person. Yeah, I can hear it. I, I feel like I'm I'm doing that, but I just haven't been able to put it into words. And um, I don't know. I I think of I think of my my aunt. She um she has some like awful cancer right now, and she's only like forty. But um, I. She is 
the most graceful person I have ever met in my entire life. And she has gone through so much hell in her life and is still incredibly humble and does not let that get her down Mm -hmm. and doesn't put that on other people or even like vent about it. And it's like, oh, to be, you know, that humble and that, you know, loving to people still. And I think just by the grace of God, you know, she's, she's like that and she's like getting through all this. So it's like, if I, if I were to be known for something, it would be something like that that looks Mm -hmm. like that you know yeah it's almost like how we were talking about earlier like the old ladies that have the peace just because they're caring for everyone like that sense of peace that comes over you that's the vibe vibe. hopefully that'll be you know when i'm like 80 something (laughs) not like if i actually do die tomorrow not a 25 year old old piece (laughs) yeah this has been so great dude this has been one this has been one like the the top three. Yeah. Like I think easily. honestly, this has been our longest episode and it's flowed it probably, probably <laughs> easier easier than any. No, any, it's not yeah, a bad thing. No, it's not yeah. a bad thing. We like having longer ones. This has been great. Yeah. Like I, I didn't expect this at all. I'm I'm blown away by the topics that we covered and <laughs> yeah. some of the cool stories. Some of the people we talked about yes. too. <laughs> Eli, Anna, thank you thank so you. much. Guys, yeah. it's been thank an you. absolute pre- pleasure. Absolutely. Do you want to shout out uh, any of your socials so anything that nah. they can reach out to y'all? Hey. Yeah, Eli Mosley Music is our Instagram. Eli Mosley is uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, I think mostly, it's Eli Mosley like, Music TikTok. Yeah, uh, we don't okay. really do anything yeah. with TikTok. Oh, you got to change Sorry. that. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Nate can give. We got some good TikTok. We, we don't do anything other than post Yellowstone preview videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the cool thing that we do on uh, at the end of each show is we will follow back each one of our guests. Um, and so if y'all want to find a quick and easy way to get to them, we can. Uh, you can go to our following list, and we'll be following both Eli and Anna. Um, nice, and so you. y'all can check out some of your content. And that is that rule one podcast, YouTube, Spotify, any platform we're on Instagram, Facebook, not Twitter anymore. TikTok. There we go. I had to name the list. Are you on threads yet? I oh am personally. God. I've heard I about it. I've heard about it. Well, we might have to do that next yeah, time. Right? <laughs> but we appreciate y'all coming on. Um, and uh, we might have to do a follow-up episode uh, in a couple months or so. Yeah. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So we'll see y'all next week. Thank you, guys. <laughs>